Hey guys, welcome back to Navigate. Our hope here is to help you engage with God. My name is Ben and I'm joined with Ryan. And today we're into the final passage in the book of James. It's been an awesome journey looking at James, but we're going to look at the final passage today, chapter 5, verse 13 to 20. In this passage, James speaks about prayer and he finishes off this book with this reminder to come to God in prayer. As we work through this passage, we hope it's refreshing wherever you are today. Here's what God's word says. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well and the Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover a multitude of sins. So I'm joined with Ryan, and we're going to finish the book of James by looking at this passage. And Ryan, it begins Mm. here by really kind of saying in any season and every season, pray. Yeah, that's right. It's um, it's kind of (laughs) throws me back again. We mentioned Ecclesiastes as a time for mourning, time for laughter. There's a season for everything, and like every one of those seasons is a time for prayer um, where we kind of in those moments remember our God and remember that we're his creatures and he kind of calls us to, to be in a relationship with him. Um, but the richness of that relationship, though, is one of deep intimacy. Mm. Um, yeah, where we get to enjoy that as a father or a parent-child, father-son, daughter relationship. Yeah. Now, it's good that you bring that up because uh, so much, if you've, you know, hopefully you've been aware of this, but so much of the book of James is kind of, it mirrors the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, in mm. Matthew and on in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew there's this moment where the disciples come to Jesus and ask him hey how do we pray and he says when you pray begin it by saying our father in heaven mm. and what Jesus is doing in that moment is saying hey there's an intimate relationship now because of Jesus when we put our trust in Jesus in his death and resurrection uh, we are brought into the family adopted yeah. as his own and so now what this means is when we pray, we're not just praying to appease the gods. We're mm. praying to our Father who longs to hear from us. Yeah, that's right. Um, you've also got like these other like, kind of phrases that you kind of work through. You preached on, you're telling me that you preached on this not long ago. Yeah, um, I mean. And you really loved preaching at that. Yeah. Um, can you like tell us a little bit of the, just the different ideas that you kind of brought out there? Because I think, as you were telling me, I found them really helpful. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, when you think of when people consider their perception of God, mm. you know, a- around the world right now, uh, lots of people have different perceptions of God. And I think when we think of God, when, when you think of the God of the Bible um, and the God, uh, the, the Christian God, mm. um, the, and we would say the only God, um, what we see is that the God of the Bible is not this religious God that, you know, we need to appease. So if we do the right stuff, if we tick off the right boxes, you know, if we help the old lady across the street or whatever, yeah. you know, good thing to do. Hmm. Um, social distance, though, if you're going to do that at the moment. <laughs> um, 
sometimes if we think of that God, so the religious God, then we think if I do the right stuff, God's going to, you know, like me. Um, nor is God, so God's not like that. Nor is God like the police, you know, so the police are there to enforce the right rules or whatever. Sometimes we think of God like that, that if I do the wrong thing, God's going to punish me. If I do the right thing, then God's going to leave me alone or whatever. Um, but God's not like the police. So he's not going to just sit there, you know, waiting for you to stuff up and he's going to give you a ticket when you do stuff that up. Nor is God Santa. Uh, so, you know, Christmas time comes around. Um, some kids might write a list for Santa. You know, yeah. I'm writing a list. This is what I want. And so often we can think of God like that, where we go, okay, I'm going to come to God in prayer, but I'm going to do it as, you know, here's my list, God, of things that I want in my life. But, but God's not Santa. Uh, nor finally he, is he this idol that we need to appease, you know, where it's like we've got to, you know, cross the right, you know, boxes, I guess, similar to the first one, but where we've got to, you know, wear the right stuff, face in the right direction or whatever. And if, if we can do exactly that, then God's going to hear us. Yeah. But the God of the Bible is not any of that Mm. as we said he is father yeah so it's interesting like you're kind of saying not a kind of a system like a religious system you kind of got a oh yeah one plus one equals two kind of thing um it's not like he's kind of waiting there as the police not like santa he's not like this idol that we kind of got to somehow yeah figure out what you know trial and error kind of thing uh like this kind of transactional kind of relationship, but it's actually a a personal relationship with someone where it's like this conversational life where we live in this relationship with him. And so I wonder, like prayer then is more of a way of living yeah. than it is something that we do as such. Like it's yeah. well, like for you and me, we don't do relationship. We kind of, we live a relationship and we work together. We're kind of in each other's life. Um, you know, like marriage, we don't just do marriage. Kind of mm. Our life is a marriage, um, you know, with our wives. And so it's kind of this, yeah, with God, it's just not, we don't just do prayer. It's kind yeah. of part of the very kind of nature of our relationship. Yeah, well, I wonder if, you know, as you're speaking there, I wonder if it's not either or, mm. as uh, we often talk about on this podcast it's not either the event or all of life it's actually both mm. and and you know as we think about any relationship that we have it it is ongoing like all of us probably these days have a facebook message group with our friends or whatever yeah. where you have bits and pieces along the way where you're constantly talking to each other mm. but then there's also events there's also moments where you get to hang out and yeah. you get to experience that deep intimacy and I, I like to think of that with prayer as well, mm. that actually for me, the thing that sustains me in my prayer life is the moments that I have. So in the morning, I schedule that in. Yeah. You know, there's a, generally it's about 20 minutes each day of this moment that I get to be with God in prayer. Mm. But that's not me ticking the box. That's not me going, it's done. Yeah. But then throughout the day, if there's things that come up, if there's moments where I'm reminded and, and encouraged to pray or whatever, then I'm actively pursuing those moments as well. Mm. Because as you're saying, it's helpful. It's this all of life thing, um, which happens in all of life, but it also happens in specific moments as well. Yeah. And that's kind of what James is saying, saying mm. in every season, you know, in every aspect of life, pray. Um, but there's one more thing that I'd like to talk about as well. Yeah. When it comes to prayer, it's not just communication. Mm. It's also an encounter. Yeah, that's right. It's... 
I suppose in that sense, it's kind of we're in the presence of somebody. Yeah. Um, we're with someone. Yeah. Um, and we know, I think, by our experience of relationships that a relationship is more or deeper than just spoken word um, or words that we speak. Communication happens, like, I think it's like 95 or maybe I'm exaggerating the percentage here, but yeah, 95% of communication is not words. Yeah. It's like 10% is like, or 5% <laughs> It's like words. It's crazy. Um, but like... With our relationship with God, sometimes yeah. we kind of rely on, I've got to get these words right. And we kind of, you know, put so much pressure on us that we just kind of almost rob ourselves as being yeah. in prayer with God and silence. Yeah. Yeah. Or even, you know, whether it is just being with him in silence, whether it is actually speaking, but just speaking our heart. Yeah. You know, getting out of our own head, going, I need to do this, but actually just stopping and finding time to be with God. It's like the both end thing again. Yeah. It's, it, it's interesting both. as you say that, I think like we've all experienced that while Zoom meetings and Facebook, you know, yeah. live or whatever, they're good. There's something we're missing um, mm. because you're not in the presence of someone. And, and with God, it's different. It's, it's not just words. It is an encounter. You know, I think of this uh, moment for me growing up I have this, you know, nostalgic memory of um, there's a Hungry Jacks near the house where I grew up. And every time I drive past that, it just makes me feel safe. There's good experience to the Hungry Jacks. <laughs> yeah. But it's not because they were any better or worse than every other Hungry Jacks. It's because for me, whenever my mum would go away, me and my dad would go to that Hungry Jacks and we would have, you know, dinner mm. there. And so, like, it was unhelpful in the sense that I used to love then when mum would go away because <laughs> we'd get <laughs> Hungry Jacks. But it was that experience. So we yeah. get that moment and, and sit down and have that. And I think that's such a helpful um, kind of analogy or picture to think through. When we do pray, we experience God. We're in his presence. Prayer is a moment where we're saying, okay, God, you're God mm. and I'm not. You're yeah. in control and I'm not. And in this moment, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to adore you. I'm going to pray my request to you. I'm going to thank you. I'm going to confess my sin. I'm going to just be with you. And as we do that, it's communication, but it's also an encounter. Mm. Now, uh, I, I thought, is there anything else you want to say before I finish off? I just, yeah, one more thing. I just the reality of this, the prayer is powerful and effective. And when we do speak to God, he ha we, he, we already have his attention, his affection, because he's a loving, good father. And he listens, you know, and I think, you know, the prayer of a righteous person, that is a prayer of, of someone who is in a relationship with God, who genuinely wants to live in a right relationship with him. It's not like a perfect person here saying, no, it's the, a prayer of a righteous person, one who is in a right relationship with God. Yeah, it's powerful and effective. Mm. God listens. Yeah. Um, and he is at work in us and through us as we pray. Yeah. And so I think as we kind of sit down and, and take time to be with God, and he's references Elijah. And I think this is really important. Who was a human being, even as we are? Yeah. Okay, people. <laughs> we fumble around in prayer. We get distracted. Like, God, listen to Elijah. James makes the point. He's like us. Um, a righteous person seeking to live in relationship with God. He had God's attention and affection. And, and God yeah. listens to him. And he yeah. listens to us. And so I think it's a great comfort as we patiently wait yeah. um, and feel this lack of control. Um, but we know our God listens to us and he is. Mm. Yeah, prayer 
I once had it put, Prem moves the hand that moves the world. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> uh, let's finish with this quote. It's from Tim Keller uh, from the book, uh, his book on prayer, which is, yeah, a great book if you're looking for something to read on that. Uh, but when he speaks about communication being, or prayer, sorry, being communication and an encounter, he says this, prayer is the main way we experience deep change. It's the reordering of our loves. Prayer is how God gives us so many of the unimaginable things he has for us. Indeed, prayer makes it safe for God to give us so many of the things we most desire. It is the way we know God, the way we finally treat God as God. Prayer is simply the key to everything we need to do and be in life. It's such a good quote. It just really does speak about the importance and the power of prayer. And so as we finish up in the book of James, I mean, we've loved looking at this book. We'd love to encourage you to uh, read through James again in your own time and uh, think through how this, what this means for you in your life. But I guess more than that, um, to finish off and to encourage you, maybe over the last little while you've been building this habit of, of listening to Navigate. Maybe there's a sense in which in your life you've built this habit of reading your Bible. We would love you to see the importance and the power of prayer and actually building moments that you can each day and throughout your life to stop and pray because it's this where God works. It's this where we come before our Father and where we communicate our heart, our feelings, our desires, but also where we get to encounter all that God is and all that He's done for us in Jesus as we call Him Father and recognize, okay, He's God. I'm not. Thanks heaps for listening. Uh, Today we hope that you are able to hear God speak through his word and we'd love to leave that encouragement with you to engage with him now in prayer. We'd also love to invite you, if you have found Navigate helpful or if you do uh, find it helpful, we'd love to encourage you to share it with anyone else who might find it helpful as well. Our heart here is to help as many people as possible to be able to engage with God's word. Um, And so we'd love you to help us in that. Thanks heaps. We'll see you next time.